Hey everyone, it's Robert Poole. Today we're going to talk about how and why to be an aggressive marketer instead of relying on customers to come to you. Let's get started. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having an awesome day today. In the last episode, we talked about some of the differences and similarities between B2B and B2C. In this episode, I wanted to talk about a myth that I bought into early in my business life. You know, have you ever had a salesperson pitch you on a product or service for your business, you know, and then they claimed it was going to have people, people knocking down your doors wanting to do business with you? Well, there's a myth in business that if you brand yourself well, have a fantastic product or service that no one else has, that customers are just going to come to you in droves begging to buy from you. This is not strictly B2B, but I think it's even more important that we don't fall for this when we're compared to B2C. With B2C retail, for instance, you know, drive-by foot traffic can be a big part of it, but you can still do a lot of things that can increase that foot traffic. You know, early in my sales career, I thought if you just had the budget that some larger businesses had, I could advertise and clients would come to my company. I cold-called more of out of necessity than desire or lack of funds. And in retrospect, not having the money to advertise is one of the best things that helped me avoid this trap. Being broke has its advantages at times as it pushes you to discover things you never would have thought of if you had the resources on, on hand at that time. You know, however, uh, later on when our company grew, we were in a position to spend money on advertising. Since our company was nationwide in scope and clients, even with the money we had, national advertising was too expensive and out of the question. So we started playing around with internet advertising, which in those days was, you know, banner ads and pop-ups and annoying things like that. As I mentioned in a previous episode, this is one of the costliest mistakes we had in 25 years of business. We didn't do it right because we didn't understand our clients and what would get their attention. We were essentially flying blind in who we were targeting. You know, from time to time, we got inquiries from web searches or advertising, but overall, it was a big loser for us. You know, big picture, we were in the trap of falling for passive marketing techniques I talked about in episode one, when we should have been focused on our our time on uh, active methods. In a nutshell, passive marketing is marketing that is general in nature, like a billboard ad, sponsoring some event or a sign at a stadium or something that's difficult to measure your return on. You know, if it's completely reliant on your customers to see that ad, then go out of their way to contact you for your business. Um, that's just not going to work. And most people will barely see this kind of marketing. And it's really challenging in B2B to direct those ads to the right people. Active marketing is where you're directly reaching out to specific demographics or the profile of your target customers. Those techniques are things like cold calling, online advertising that's very specific to your target clients, and generally anything that's an ongoing campaign to get the attention of your target customers, and most importantly, that it's measurable. So let's be honest. Every entrepreneur or salesperson would love it if their customers just called them and said, please take my money. That sounds ridiculous, but this idea of build it and they will come just isn't reality. You may have a product or service that you are in love with and have spent 20 years building. You know, it's important to have a great product or service, but there are tons of failed businesses out there that had fantastic products, but they fell for this idea that if the product by itself will sell itself. And it's just not reality, unfortunately. So let's say you sell a medical device to surgeons that no one else has. 
it makes a certain type of surgery go faster and more convenient for the doctor. You know, that's great. And probably every surgeon needs one, but if they don't know about it, they're not going to be able to buy it. I used to believe that if we just focused on making our service the best in the business with the best features, the word would get out and we would have, wouldn't have to uh, aggressively market to our prospects. Boy, was I wrong. Our service is great. And I believe it's great for a lot of B2B businesses, but just because it's a great service doesn't mean people are going to come to us. As I mentioned in a previous episode, back in 2009 or that time frame, uh, we changed our company name, got a nifty new logo, paid a lot of money for a fancy website with professional actors for video and tried to optimize our website for search engines. And this was all an abysmal failure, unfortunately, because we fell for the myth that our customers would find us with this kind of thing. And based on, you know, limited advertising, we'd be able to convert based upon our fancy website that we were driving them to. The real question that you have to ask yourself is, would you rather be in control of your business or rely on people to come to you? I know for us, it's been comforting to know that we were still moving forward with momentum in our business and we weren't sitting around waiting for someone to discover us. So if you realize this, why do so many of us fail to aggressively market to our dream clients? You know, particularly in B2B, I think one of the reasons is because we're afraid that we'll come off as a pushy used car salesman. You know, if we call too often or email too often, et cetera. Owners and upper management at B2B companies tend to be more sophisticated than the general population. So it's understandable we fear not coming off as professionals. You know, if you learn to sell in the right way, you can aggressively market without seeming unprofessional. Most owners and upper management will appreciate persistent and ongoing follow-up. Sometimes it's just to see if you're serious about their business. You know, when I say you need to be persistent with your follow-up, keep in mind that's going to depend on your specific type of business. But whatever you think it should be, like once a week, once a month, every quarter, I can almost guarantee it should be shorter than that. You have to remember that your prospect probably won't even remember who you are when you do a follow-up the first time. You know, if you have a quick opening call with someone today and then they tell you to follow up with them in a couple of weeks, 90% of the time, they're not even going to remember who you are, maybe not even the conversation. Uh, so you don't have to worry about offending anybody. You know, this, of course, can be taken too far. You know, we had once had a salesperson who called a prospect 17 times in one day. I mean, he got the sale, but he also got a client who was disgruntled from the start. So use good judgment and try different things. So why do you need to aggressively market and follow up? B2B owners are generally serious professionals, and when they need a new vendor, you need to be there in front of them so they come to you come to mind uh, to contact first. You know, if you wait for them to Google providers, you might get lucky, you know, in the search engine rankings or whatever, and uh, still be considered if they find you somehow. But then it becomes a race to the bottom in price, the exact client you don't want. When your product or service becomes a commodity, or even if it stands out from the competition, if you only use passive marketing techniques that are not aggressively going after your prospects, you're going to lose sales that you would have had otherwise. So the focus on follow-up is even more critical uh, for B2B companies than it is for B2C. In B2C, most of the time, the sales cycle is fairly short, measured in days, and on the rare occasions with big items, it could be for weeks. But for B2B companies, the sales cycle typically is measured in months. If we don't have a very good systemized follow-up campaign, it's very hard to have any success. So takeaways from this episode, first, don't fall from the myth that customers will magically come to you by having a nice website, uh, doing general advertising, brand awareness type of campaigns. Uh, and you know, even if they were to stumble on your website, they're generally not the type of client you want. Two, even though B2B company owners and top executives may act professional or dress in a suit, doesn't mean you should be, shouldn't be aggressively marketing to them. Aggressive marketing and follow-up over time will convert these leads into sales, but you shouldn't worry about over-contacting them. Whatever your instincts tell you on the intervals to follow up, 
most likely it should actually be shorter. With a flood of sales messages people get every day, if you're not consistently in front of them, they'll forget about you and find one of your competitors. Lastly, if you want to build a plan for a consistent sales and revenue for your business, you got to focus on active techniques. In addition to increasing revenue over time, the other benefit of aggressive marketing and prospecting is that you are going to control your business instead of waiting around for your customers to find you. I hope you picked up something in today's episode. In the next episode, we're going to talk about how critical your own growth is to your business and how to become who you need to be to grow your company. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. I also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.